The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in. As you know by the title of this here video, we are running a four-round Jacksonville Jaguars mock draft. It's Thursday, December 8th. I think this is our third or fourth mock already of the 2023 draft cycle for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why are we doing so many of these dang things? A, we love them. I really enjoy running mock drafts, seeing all the different possibilities, all the different things that can happen. B, things are constantly changing right now in the college football and NFL draft landscape. Draft order is changing every week. The Jaguars are now in the seven hole for the 2023 NFL draft, and that'll likely change after week 14 when they take on the Tennessee Titans. Will it go up? Will it go down? We'll find out. You've got a lot of players, prospects, declaring for the draft, others deciding to go back to school. So there's just so much changing within this NFL draft landscape every single week, and I'm trying to keep tabs on it. I'm trying to uh, provide some insight into what's going on, some of the movement up and down, some of the players coming back, some of the players declaring for the draft, all these different things. So when I think doing these mock drafts, explaining the picks and the rationale and where things are going helps provide some context to what's going on with the 2023 NFL draft in relation specifically to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And with this one, we are going to provide a little added context to what we normally have with these mock drafts, because you do have NFL free agency that takes place before the NFL draft. And in a lot of way, ways, it informs the NFL draft. So we're not going to run through the entire um, port, free, Asian, free agency portion of the offseason here, but we are going to set, set the table with some things. We're going to move on from some players that the Jaguars need to move on from, from a contract standpoint. Shaquille Griffin, Roy Robertson-Harris, Caleb on Chason, Maybe Rayshon Jenkins. I think that's up in the air still. I think he's done a really good job in pursuit. Um, I think he's done a really good job against the run. I think he's made some big plays in coverage, but overall is still pretty underwhelming as a coverage safety. So uh, 
maybe you restructure him, maybe you move on, whatever it is. I don't think you pay Rayshon Jenkins what he's currently slated to get paid next season. So you create some cap space by making these moves. You manage the cap with maybe a couple more contract restructures. I think Christian Kirk is prime for a contract restructure. Yes, I know they just signed him last offseason, but it's not like you're asking these guys to take or yeah, to take less money with these contract restructures. You're just kind of kicking the can down the road a little bit here with the cash. You're giving him another big signing bonus for signing a new deal, a restructured contract, and then you're pushing some of that cap money down the road to 2024, 2025. Christian Kirk is still a, a young man. He's still going to be a productive receiver, I would imagine, for at least another half decade the way he's playing right now. So I would be comfortable with kicking the can down the road a little bit with Christian Kirk because I envision him being here for quite some time as the Jaguars uh, slot superstar, the guy that is probably the number two or three receiver here for a long time. Um, definitely the number two receiver, at least in 2023 behind Calvin Ridley. I just feel decent about restructuring Christian Kirk and and believing that he'll be in Jacksonville for at least the next several years. So that creates more cap space, right? Because you're taking money away from the 2023 cap picture and pushing it down the road with those big signing bonuses that Shad Khan has been known to ink. He is not afraid. You can say a lot of things about Shad Khan. He's not afraid to write checks, to write big checks. So you've cleared up some cap space. What do you do with it? I think if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, and again, Actually, I might not have said this yet. This is going to be a what I would do mock draft. So in this scenario, this is also kind of what I would do with free agency. You can probably tell by the overlay at the bottom. This is a what I would do mock draft, but I don't think I had mentioned that yet. So this is what I would do. This is not predictive. This is not what I think Trent Baalke would do. This is going to be what I would do. All right, so setting the table with free agency and all that stuff, those are moves that I would make. I expect the Jaguars to make some of those when you talk about releasing some of those 2021 free agent signings, a couple other players that might might be making too much money. If I'm the Jaguars in this situation, I've cleared up some cap space. I feel like I can go add a player or two that can make an impact for me. I'd be all in on bringing in a big time cornerback or interior defensive lineman. If I could do both. Great. Fantastic. I'm not sure that that's going to be a realistic option for the Jaguars. But I would be absolutely aiming for some of the top cornerbacks and interior defensive linemen on the market. You have a huge hole at left cornerback. You really need someone who can make more of an impact on the interior of the defensive line. So I would either bring in a big-time cornerback and a quality vet at interior defensive line or vice versa. Bring in a big-time interior defensive lineman and try to bring in a quality vet that I feel like I can get by with if I have to at the cornerback spot. So let's just say for this specific mock draft, the Jaguars are able to either land Deron Payne or Javon Hargrave, two interior defensive linemen from the NFC East, maybe even Fletcher Cox, who's a little bit older than those guys, but he does have history with Coach Peterson. And I think that there's a chance that could make sense too. I think Hargrave or Payne makes more sense 
Bancock, but we'll see how it all plays out. In this situation, we're bringing in either Deron Payne or Javon Hargrave, two guys that uh, Payne is certainly much younger than Hargrave, but two guys that you could expect to come in for the next couple years, be able to create some interior pressure, be able to do some things against the run as well. I think Hargrave is in a higher uh, higher tier than Deron Payne is right now, but Hargrave is also older. So I think either way, you would be really happy with bringing in one of those guys. And then you also bring in a veteran cornerback who you feel like you can get by with again, um, if you had to. So you've massively upgraded your interior defensive line prior to the draft. And you feel a little bit better about the cornerback spot, but you probably still feel that's a major need moving forward. And we're not going to do any trades in this mock draft yet. Um, just not quite there yet. I think once maybe, maybe the, uh, the final draft positions start getting a little bit more crystallized. Maybe once free agency starts getting hot and heavy, you can look at more trades. But right now, we're not doing any trades in this mock draft. Again, we have brought in Deron Payne or Javon Hargrave. We have brought in a quality veteran cornerback, maybe not someone who you feel great about, but someone who you feel good enough about. You've moved on from some guys like Shaq Griffin, Roy Robertson-Harris, Caleb Von Chason. And now you get to the 2023 NFL draft. And we're going to go ahead and pop over to the NFL mock draft simulator on nflmockdraftdatabase.com. And the Jaguars are picking seventh overall, as I mentioned. What do we got here? Will Anderson, Miles Murphy, Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, all off the board. You've only got one quarterback going in the top six. That's Bryce Young to Carolina. I feel like he's probably going to go first overall, but as long as he's gone in the top six, I think that makes sense. Keely Ringo, top cornerback off the board. I think this makes a relative amount of sense. Maybe the landing spots aren't the best here, but I think it makes sense. All right, so we are the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm Jordan DeLugo. I'm running the show here. Trent Baalke is not the GM right now. I am calling the shots. So what are we looking at? I've been a big proponent of upgrading the wide receiver spot behind Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. I think you need another really good receiver. Some people think Zay Jones is good enough to be that. I personally don't. So. I love Quentin Johnson. I love Jordan Addison. Questions about these players. Quentin Johnson, big physical freak. Unbelievable with the football in his hands. He's six foot four, 215 pounds. Really, really good speed and quickness for his size. Really special player. But if there's a question about him, I think you could say he doesn't have the best hands on the planet. I think that's fair. Jordan Addison, unbelievable, but he's undersized. Does he have the play strength at the next level? Are there times where he's going to get knocked off his route by a physical cornerback? Perhaps, but absolutely can take the top off, can do a lot of things for you. Great route runner, great explosiveness, body control, really good hands. Love both of those prospects. Don't think there's another receiver in this range that makes sense. But I'm going to be completely honest with you. 
even though we've added a quality vet in free agency, cornerback is still a massive need. And I'm not a, a drafter. I'm not a draft analyst that believes in just, just going after need. Well, let's cross that off the board. I don't believe in that. But if it makes sense in the spot you're drafting, absolutely go for it. Does corner make sense here? Because it is clearly still, in my opinion, the biggest need on the roster. Does it make sense? I think it does. And I think there's a, a handful of guys that you could really go after here. Keely Ringo's off the board. He is the most physically gifted cornerback, maybe one of the most physically gifted players in the entire class. Probably top five when you talk about just physical gifts in this class. But still some development needed on the mental side of the game for Keely Ringo. So you've got Joey Porter Jr., Cam Smith, Christian Gonzalez. Those are the three players. We talked about it last time we did a predictive mock draft. Now we're talking about doing what I would do mock draft. And I'm still looking at the same stuff just because you've got this really nice crop of cornerbacks. I think all all three of these guys are definitely first round. I think they're all going to go in the first round. I think Clark Phillips and Devin Witherspoon have a chance to go in the first round. If not, really early second, perhaps before the Jaguars have an opportunity to select again at 37. Um, I have I've taken Cam Smith and Christian Gonzalez in mock drafts before. Joey Porter Jr. I think makes a lot of sense as well. Again, this is what I would do. I'm taking Christian Gonzalez here. I like a lot of the other options on the board. I think if the Jaguars were put in this situation, the Jaguars and Trent Balky, you'd probably see Brian Brisey come off the board out of Clemson, who is just a step down from Jalen Carter overall as a prospect, as an interior defensive lineman. But he has a potentially deadly combo of, of hands and quickness and strength to where he could be a really deadly interior penetrator. Should be able to hold up against the run. Not going to be a guy you want to ask to take on a lot of double teams, but should be able to hold up against the run in one-on-one situations on the interior. I think the Jaguars would probably go in that direction. I think they would also really love Tyree Wilson, the edge out of Texas Tech, who's a big, physical, really strong athlete guy that you can line up all over the defensive line. He just seems like a Trent Baalke type of guy. Six foot seven, 275 pounds. He's a stud. Uh, he's not available in this mock draft. Him going to the Eagles, that also makes a lot of sense. But I think the Jaguars would take Brian Brissy in this situation. I would be taking, and that's even if they brought in a vet on the interior defensive line. They need a lot of help there too. But I would be taking, at this point, probably Christian Gonzalez. He's my highest rated corner now. He's six foot two, 200 pounds, incredible ball skills, great feet and hips instincts he's always where he's supposed to be he just knows how to play the position at an incredibly high level and has all the physical tools to do so um but go ahead and insert whoever your cb1 is here unless it's keely ringo because he's off the board but the idea here is that the jaguars have a plethora of options at the cornerback position in the first round um they have a huge need at the position and i just don't think that you're going to find more impact necessarily 
than what you will find from one of these three cornerbacks here. For me, it's going to be Christian Gonzalez. And I'm not really worried about NFL mock draft database simulators grading system at all. So that is not an issue for me that they only gave a C plus. But you get Christian Gonzalez to play opposite Tyson Campbell. And he, I think, is probably going to be an even better pro than Tyson Campbell is. Talking about Tyson Campbell being your CB2. Darius Williams at nickel, Christian Gonzalez at CB1. And I'm not saying that's going to happen in year one. Tyson Campbell is clearly your guy in 2023, and you bring in Christian Gonzalez. You hope that he can become that guy quickly. But from the jump, Tyson Campbell is the number one guy. No doubt about it. So we've got our cornerback. Our cornerback room we feel really good about now because we've got Darius. We brought in another veteran. We've got Tyson. We've got Christian Gonzalez. We've got Buster Brown and Gregory Jr. on the back end. So you're feeling really good about your corners now. What do we want to do? See Osiris Torrance, could he come in and upgrade your guard position? Maybe, but I think Ben Barch is being really undervalued by a lot of people around the league. When you look at what he was doing early in this season before his injury at left guard, he was playing really strong football. A lot of Jaguars fans, I think, are simply undervaluing what Ben Barch can bring to the table. Because we went defense, I really feel like we still need to upgrade Trevor Lawrence's pass catchers. Again, you've got Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk you feel great about. What else do you feel great about? Not a lot. You don't look at tight end. Michael Mayer's off the board. I think that makes sense. I think he will be a first-round pick. I think he'll be a stud. Darnell Washington makes a ton of sense for the Jaguars at tight end, but we've kind of gone down this road before of cornerback and tight end. We might still do that here. I think Tucker Craft is going to end up going a lot higher than 113. I think he's going to end up being a second round pick. I think Dalton Kincaid, probably a second or third round pick. Musgrave, Laporta. We did lose Jaheim Bell, who is going to enter the transfer transfer portal from South Carolina. So he won't be in this class. But let's go ahead and keep taking a look around the board. Siaki Ika, he um, he could certainly come in and play that big interior defensive lineman in Mike Caldwell's defense, assuming Mike Caldwell's still around. We looked at cornerback already. Wide receiver, I think Cedric Tillman does make sense as a potential Marvin Jones replacement. Zay Flowers, more of a speedy guy, so is Marvin Mims. Nothing against either of those guys. Parker Washington, another one. I think Xavier Hutchinson, Rakeem Jarrett, A.T. Perry. A lot of these guys I really like. Xavier Hutchinson we've added to, to some of the draft class we've done already. I think Osiris Torrance would be a very good value here. Talk about it. Do you need to add another edge player? Probably at some point. Do you need to do it now with Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker still in Jacksonville? I would say no. Felix Enudike Uzoma, a lot of physical gifts, very productive player. I think he's still got a long way to go from a technical standpoint. Don't see a big pass rush plan, a really big uh, pass rush arsenal from Felix, despite the production that he has and the athleticism that he has. 
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I really do like Osiris Torrance, and I think upgrading your offensive line when you've got a superstar quarterback makes a lot of sense. I think Tuli Tui Polotu is a really fascinating player. I think Kalijah Kansi, Lucas Van Ness, I think all three of those guys are fascinating for me. I don't think the Jaguars would be interested in Kansi just because of his size. Mozzie Smith is another huge interior defensive lineman with some crazy athleticism they could be interested in. But this pick is for me, not for Trent Baalke. What are we looking at? Derek Hall's a lot of fun, really good athlete. I have to be honest. I think Osiris Torrance is the best value on the board. But I think Ben Barch is a good football player. I don't think adding Osiris Torrance to your offense changes a lot. Do I think adding Darnell Washington to your offense changes a lot? I sure do, because he is an absolute beast of a blocking tight end. And he's a really good, explosive, linear athlete with huge wingspan, six foot seven, 265 pounds, I believe. He's a stud. He's not going to have the quickness and shiftiness you look from from some tight ends. If you talk about a seam stretcher, a guy who you can get the ball in his hands and ask him to go pick up yards. He's tough to bring down. Good with the ball in his hands. Like He'll hurdle you. He'll run past you. He'll out-physical you. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's the direction we will end up going in. Just because there's a lot of receivers that I think are going to be available at 71 that I really like. You could also consider Dalton Kincaid or, or Tucker Craft in this range. I just think Darnell Washington gives you an unprecedented skill set at the position. Balance, supreme balance at the position in a guy that can definitely impact the passing game, but also is a tremendous blocker. Should we wait a little bit on tight end since we like so many of these guys? I think Laporta and Musgrave are good tight ends as well. I think we should wait on tight end potentially here. Decisions, decisions, Duval. Gotta love it. We're going to go with the best player on the board for me, and that's Osiris Torrance. I just think he's too good to pass up on at this point, even though I don't know how much he gives you in 2023 because you do have Ben Barch, you do have Tyler Shatley. Maybe this allows you to move on from Tyler Shatley, save a couple bucks. He is up there in age. Yeah, Osiris Torrance. 
this is a, a situation where I was not anticipating drafting a guard in the second round. But Osiris Torrance, I think, is going to have a first-round grade for a lot of people. He's got a borderline first, early second for me right now. And uh, I just think that's a home run pick. Home run pick. Blake Corum's injured. We've seen that. What do we need to do still? I still think we need to give weapons for Trevor. You could fortify the defensive line. Add more to that spot. You did just add a talented interior defender in free agency. I think Xavier Hutchinson at this point would be a home run. I think Tuli Tuipolotu would be a home run. I don't think taking a running back at this spot makes sense, but Zach Evans, Devon A-Chain, they would really add some more explosiveness that backfield tank Bigsby and you know, the Jags, they might need to draft two tight ends. Realistically, because their top three tight ends are all on expiring contracts. Let's go ahead and add Tucker craft to the mix. I think he's criminally undervalued on this board. I think he's going to be an absolute stud at the position. I think he might be a better pro than, Darnell Washington. And you've just got to add tight ends. And I think he can be a balanced tight end for you. I'd also say I think the odds of Osiris Torrance falling to 37 are pretty low. Considering how talented this guy is, but that's the hand we were dealt in this one. Can't complain about it. A lot of your top wide receivers you felt good about are now off the board, but Tucker Craft is a receiving threat for you, so you don't feel too bad about it. Rome is a really young kid. Who knows if he's even going? I don't think he's declared for the draft yet. A.T. Perry, could he do some Marvin Jones things for you? I think he could. I think him at 108 in the fourth round makes a ton of sense. I think that's the direction we'll probably go. We'll just take a look at what we've got available to us here. Let's look at the edge and the DL. I think KJ Henry could come in and help out a lot. Short-term and long-term as like a third edge rusher behind Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. So I'm really, I think, deciding between a defensive lineman. I think Mike Morris makes sense. Will McDonald, he's he's a, a freak athlete, but he's a little undersized in terms of his uh, his frame. Tavondre Sweat, I have not watched. Yeah, I think we're looking at either A.T. Perry for me right now or
AJ Henry, Will McDonald, Mike Morris. Going A.T. Perry for the Jags here. Perry's a big-bodied six-foot-four-inch receiver who I think can go do some of those contested catch things that you ask Marvin Jones to do. We've still got K.J. Henry on the board. We've still got Will McDonald, Mike Morris. So looking at these edge players, K.J. Henry, as I mentioned, I think would be just a third edge behind Trayvon and Josh. Maybe if he comes in and shows enough, I feel like you don't need to bring back Josh Allen. You don't need to pay him that much. I think Mike Morris makes a ton of sense for the Mike Caldwell defense. I think he's played primarily along the edge and has really good um, size, strength, athleticism. But I think he can play on the interior as well. He's 290 pounds at six foot six. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and go with Mike Morris here out of Michigan, who I think will be a day two pick just because he's got some really impressive traits, some impressive uh, pass rush numbers this year. And I think he's a guy that just has untapped potential. But works out for us here. We're able to land a versatile Defensive lineman that can play on the edge or the interior for us, we believe. That's what we project here, right? So in this mock draft slash offseason simulation, the Jaguars were able to add a quality, or not even quality, a, a, a impact interior defensive lineman in either Deron Payne or Javon Hargrave. They're able to get Christian Gonzalez at seven overall, who, and you know, we're not doing trades right now, but if you are doing trades, Depending on where the Jags end up, could you trade down, add some more assets, and still get a cornerback that you absolutely love? I think that could make a lot of sense for the Jaguars. But we weren't doing trades in this one, so we went with Christian Gonzalez, six foot two, two hundred pounds, absolutely a great cornerback prospect with his um, not only physical ability, his ball skills, but also just his professionalism at the position. He's got great hips, great feet but he's also just knows where to be. He knows the assignment. He knows leverage. He, he understands how offenses are trying to attack them. He's a professional already. So I think Christian Gonzalez makes a lot of sense. Osiris Torrance, I don't personally think the Jaguars need a guard um, this early, but he was too good of a value at 37 overall. Tucker Craft, out of a small school, South Dakota State, but he's a big boy, really, really good professional tight end already, in my opinion, who can be a balanced player for you both uh, in the running game and as a receiver. A.T. Perry, you bring in, you hope that he can do some Marvin Jones things for you. Um, assuming Marvin Jones is no longer with the Jaguars next year, he's on an expiring contract. And then Mike Morris, he adds talent to your defensive front. He adds versatility to your defensive front. And um, I think allows you to to get closer to having a front that you can feel 
really confident about. And uh, so I'm a big fan of what we've done here with these four rounds. You no longer have holes on the defensive side of the ball. At least you hope you don't. You're assuming your second-year linebackers, Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma, take a big step there for you. You've got your corner. You've got your interior defensive lineman. I love this draft. You've got a, I think, potential Pro Bowl tight end in Tucker Craft, if not Pro Bowl, just really good, really solid football player for a long time. Probably the best tight end the Jaguars have ever had, potentially. So, yeah, I'm a fan of what we've got going on here. I would love to know what you guys think about what we did here in this draft for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo, and let me know. Or you can drop your your thoughts in the comment section below. Uh, Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy the content. You can also become a channel member here on YouTube or check out jinjag.com to pick up some new Duval gear. That's going to do it for this mock draft. I sincerely appreciate y'all showing up, tuning in. Let me know what you think. means the world to me. Couldn't be doing this without you. Hope you have a great Thursday, Duval. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.